Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Shall we worship together? Would you stand and sing with us, please? Welcome to worship, and welcome to the folks that are braving the weather outside. It's so good that we're here to praise the Lord this second Sunday of Advent. In case you haven't heard, we've started making reservations for Christmas Eve services. Please call the office to reserve your seats for either the 4, 5, 6, or 7 p.m. services. Please note that the outside worship will only be available at the 4 and the 5 o'clock services. For the next two Sundays, the children will be working on making their ornaments for their fundraiser. This will take place on the playground right after worship, and all children are invited to participate. The ornaments will be available for purchase on the 13th and the 20th. That's all I have. So let us welcome the light of Christ.
This morning, our Advent scripture reading comes from the book of Mark, chapter 1, verse 4. John did baptize in the wilderness and preached the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. We light this candle as a symbol of Christ the way. May the word sent from God through the prophets lead us to the way of salvation. O come, O come, Emmanuel. The first scripture reading today comes from Isaiah 40, verses 1 through 11. Comfort, oh comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term, that her penalty is paid, and that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries out, in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all people shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice cries out, and I said, what shall I cry? All the people are grass. Their constancy is like the flower of the field. The grass withers. The flower fades when the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers. The flower fades. But the word of our God will stand forever. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good things. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings. Lift it up. Do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. See, the Lord comes with might, and his arm rules for him. His reward is with him, and his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms and carry them in his bosom, and gently lead the mother sheep. The word of God for the people of God. Let us join together in a prayer. Merciful God, we thank you for one more week full of blessings. You've made everything wonderful for us, your children, to enjoy. Oh, Father, we ask that you guide us with your Holy Spirit and help us to remain humble and in your service. Help us prepare the way for those who do not know you and your love. May we always reflect your mercy, your goodness, and your light so we might make your kingdom known to all. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good morning. It's good to see all of y'all here on this beautiful morning. You know, we've been blessed. We have been truly blessed, right? We started having outside services on the 31st of May. And we haven't had a Sunday when we couldn't have people sitting outside. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 
So <clears throat> I hope all, and I hope all of you got your communion elements as if you were coming in. If you didn't, you know, they're on the table out by the door. If you didn't, maybe if you'd raise an appendage, Eric might bring you one before we get started. Anyway, well, I wanted to, I, I wanted to tell you that 46 years ago, 46 years ago this week, I reported aboard my first ship that I was stationed on in the Navy, the USS Woodpecker. Okay? You know, you can, you can, you can look, you can get Jane's book of combat ships if you don't believe me. MSC 209, okay? The Woodpecker, along with the Warbler and the Vireo and the Whippoorwill, were at Pier 90 in Seattle, in Seattle, Washington. And we were just reserve ships. We took out the weekend warriors once a month, all right? We'd go out on Puget Sound and, and float around. When I was there, one of the things we had to do, if you had duty, we took turns. We had to get our messages. We didn't, we didn't, keep, the, we didn't keep all the communication gear active during the time we were just tied to the pier most of the month. So twice a day, once in the morning and once in the afternoon, somebody had to drive over to Naval Air Station Sandpoint and get the messages for the ship. Well, this morning we're talking about messengers, and I want us, to, I want us all to consider ourselves messengers of the gospel. And of course, well, this is the second Sunday of Advent, as we've already heard a couple of scriptures. We're going we're gonna to hear uh, some of the scripture we heard repeated again in Mark. Our scripture reading this morning does come from the gospel according to Mark. Remember, we started a new liturgical year last Sunday. The first Sunday of Advent starts the, the, the Christian calendar, and this is year B, and year B is Mark's year. Remember, A is Matthew, B is Mark, C is Luke. This is pretty sophisticated stuff. This is Mark's year, year B, so the majority of our lectionary readings this year will come from the gospel according to Mark. And the gospel, the gospel according to Mark was written sometime between 62 and 74, or, or 64 and 72 is what we believe. And, and again, remember, the, the books in the Bible, all the books in the Bible, but right now, since we're talking about the New Testament particularly, they are not in chronological order, okay? Remember, 1 Thessalonians was the, is the oldest book as far as something that was actually written down that's in the New Testament. Mark's a good guy, uh, or the gospel, whoever Mark was. We don't, we don't really know who Mark was. There's a debate about that. A lot of people think that Mark was John Mark that we read about in Acts. But that's not really substantiated in any sort of factual basis. It could well be true, but Mark could also have been somebody else, you know. 
But Mark does a very good job of keeping us in the now, in the real world, in the world of ordinary people and ordinary things that go on around all of us. Consider the word of the Lord. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, see I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The word of the Lord for the people of the Lord. So, Mark starts out saying, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And then he reads us a couple of quotations, and one of them was what uh, Jenny read earlier out of Isaiah, and Susan read it, part of that also. And a lot of times Isaiah just gets the credit for that. But if you looked at the words in Isaiah, it's not exactly the same. Part of what Mark starts out with there actually comes from Malachi, the third chapter. I want to read that to you so you'll see. Again, whoever wrote Mark knew their Scripture. Malachi chapter 3 verse 1 says, See, I am sending my messenger to prepare the way before me, and the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple. So there are a couple of things I want us to think about as we come to the communion table this morning, as we celebrate communion. Here we are on our our second Sunday of Advent. The first one is, as I already said, I believe God calls us all to be messengers. He says, I'm sending my messenger before me. And I believe he calls us all to be messengers of the good news of Jesus Christ that Mark started out here talking about. And again, what is the good news of Jesus Christ? The kingdom of God. Mark, that's Mark. Mark uses that term most of the time. Remember, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven, those two terms are used often. Mark prefers to call it the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven 
is available to everybody right now. That's the gospel. That's the good news. The kingdom of God is available to everybody right now. Jesus made that possible by coming here and showing us that, showing us God's face and God's love, and dying for our sins, and showing us that death was defeated by being resurrected on the third day after his death, after his crucifixion. That's the good news. That's the gospel. And that's what each and every one of us is to do, to prepare the way, to give the message, you know. We used to, uh, used to when, I, when I'd make those message runs over to Sandpoint, I'd bring the message back to everybody on the ship so they would know what was going on. It's our responsibility as followers of Jesus to bring the message of the good news of the kingdom of God to the people who don't have it and to those of us who do have it, right? We all need reminders from time to time. Again, as we talk about in our baptismal covenant, we're all responsible to each other. If we see somebody doing something that would ultimately end in their death and we don't tell them about it, the Scripture tells us we're responsible. So we're all messengers, and like I said, Mark does a good job of keeping us grounded in today, keeping us grounded right here in the ordinary, in the everyday. We'll read all the, the stories that come, that come through there as we read the Gospel of Mark this year, and they're all about ordinary people ordinary things that go on in life around us right now, not off in the, in the cosmos someplace in some place far away that's going to happen a long time in the future, but right now, just like the gospel being that the kingdom of God is available right now, right? Paul reminded us of that in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2. It says what? It says, today is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation, right? Today is the day of salvation. And we carry that message. And in carrying that message, just like John the Baptist did here, we have to prepare the way. Not everybody's ready to hear exactly the words that the kingdom of God is available to you right now, but they can see it and the way we live, and if we form relationships with them, the appropriate time to tell them that will present itself. I, I, I firmly believe the Spirit will lead us. But I want us to think just for a minute about John being out there in the wilderness. Do you ever think you're in the wilderness? I think I'm in the wilderness all the time actually, you know, not, not, a, not in a bad sort of way, not in a bad sort of way, but what do we, what do we find in the wilderness, right? It's really hot in the daytime, gets pretty cold at night, there's not a whole lot to eat or drink, there's snakes out there. As John, as John says in another place, a brood of vipers, right? A brood of vipers out there in the wilderness, wild animals. 
But you know what's, what's good about the wilderness? The wilderness is where you learn that you can trust God, that you can trust God. You learn that in the wilderness. You might be tricked in the wilderness. You know, sometimes our senses play games with us and fool us. There are, in the heat of the day that I was talking about, out in the wilderness, out in the desert, there are sometimes mirages, right? You see things that aren't really there. But it's the same way, right, in the wilderness that all of us live in. There are things out there that appear to be one thing or even, or even will get presented to us as one thing, but they're really not that way. I had one happen to me just yesterday. It haven't happened to me all the time. It haven't happened to me all the time. I happen to be at a local establishment here. You're all familiar with it. You've all been there. And as I was checking out, the cashier said, oh, you saved $6.24. No, I didn't. <laughs> you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't save $6.24. I spent $173.76. That's what I did, you know. I didn't save anything. To save something, you got to put it away, right? But my point is, as Mark tells us, as we read in the other scriptures, as Jesus told us, you know, we got to pay attention. We got to stay awake. We got to be alert. You know, some people may walk out of there thinking they've actually saved money. I don't know. And of course, and, and, and on my more froggy days, I'll usually remind the clerk. I'll usually just, I'll just say that to him. It, it bothers Rebecca no end. You know, because I'll look them right in the eye and say, I didn't save anything. I just spent this much, you know. But yesterday I was in the Advent spirit, I guess. So I kept my mouth shut when the, when, when the guy told me I'd saved $6.24. But we are in a wilderness, and there are things out there to deceive us, and there are things that will guide us astray if we don't think about it. The other thing I want you to remember as you come to the table this morning, in addition to the fact that you're called to be messengers and spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, is you can do it, okay? You can do it. The reason you can do it is alluded to in the last verse I read. Mark chapter 1, verse 8. It said what? John said what? He says, I baptize you with water, but there's one coming after me who will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. So when we think we don't have the words to say, when we think we don't know the right thing to do, we've got the Holy Spirit to guide us, to give us counsel, to give us the words we need to speak to show us the actions we need to take to demonstrate God's love and God's kingdom to all those around us. 1 Corinthians 3.16, right? This is a good one to know. So 1 Corinthians 3.16 says what? It says, don't you know that you're the temple of the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit lives in you, lives in you. Sort of like that scripture I read from Malachi. 
That's why I wanted, to, I wanted to remind everybody that it wasn't just from Isaiah, but from Malachi 2, and also that it says what? The Lord whom you seek will suddenly, will suddenly come to his temple. And the Holy Spirit can suddenly come upon us, his temple, as it says there in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And finally, in case you doubt, in case you doubt what I'm saying, what Mark said, what Malachi said, I want you to remember what Jesus said. In John chapter 17, which is a great, great chapter, it, it, it really is. It's one of those chapters you ought to, I guess, today's language, you would bookmark it, right? There and read over it because a large part of John chapter 17, most of John chapter 17 is Jesus praying. But he tells us a lot of really important things there as well as praying for each and every one of us. In John 17 verse 18, he says, as you sent me, he's talking about God, as you sent me, I send my followers. I send them, okay? I send them out. So we're do the same thing that Jesus did. Proclaim the good news of the kingdom. So today is Communion Sunday. Praise the Lord. And I'm always reminded when I think about communion of the grace that God gives to all of us all the time, all the time. And the grace that's available at this table. So if there is something that you think is preventing you from being God's messenger, ask God to remove it from you, and he will. The grace for that is at the table. And as you come to the table, remember, you're a messenger for God, a messenger to proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God, and you can do it because you're empowered by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now go in peace and go with the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the unity of the Holy Spirit. Amen.